welcome everyone to Uppy and the Stash. I'm your host, Uppy. With me tonight, we have Stash. Stash, how are you? I'm fucking fantabulous. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm going to make you last again starting again next week. <laughs> you finally did it right last week. I thought, well, I can trust him again, but no, I can't. I gotta go um, to disappointed, as always, in Stash, we have Dodger. How are you, Dodger? I'm good. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I, what a way to start. And uh, Chitwood's here. Chitwood, how are you? I'm fan fucking tabulous. Right. And uh, shut up, Chitwood. <laughs> and I just got done sneezing a hundred times. And it's Sandra and awesome. Uh, what's everyone drinking? If you are drinking, don't. Fall. I'm drinking Bumbu rum straight up. Mm. Uh, I rum. Boomboo rum, yeah, it's my favorite like alcohol now. Hmm. It's fucking money. I love it. But um uh yeah, I'm drinking that. I don't have it with me right now just because I'm taking a second because I told these guys. Uh I have a war zone tournament right now. So I'm uh <laughs> <laughs> so I use when I play Warzone, I play drunk, which is every night. So um <laughs> not changing it tonight. Uh but but yeah, you know, getting after it a little bit. It's good stuff. You guys should try it. It's like 35 bucks a bottle. So it's a little bit more than your average, like quick bottle that you pick up 15 bucks or whatever, but it's good. It's worth for, it. For a 750, mm-hmm. what, 35 percent? Yeah. 750. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good price. It's not bad. It's not horrible. No, no, no it's a great price. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking. Uh, I, I was in a i guess you would call it's a winco but i think there's price code there's winco there's a whole bunch of other co kind of grocery stores all around the state um but this place has the best deal on beer in town i don't know how they do it um but they have a great great selection and great beer i got a, a 12 pack of hop valley which i've never had before um i don't even know where it's from um, but Hop Valley and it's bubble stash is what it's called. Uh, it's an IPA and it comes in like 6.2. Um, but the cool thing about this pack was that it was a variety pack. It had three beers and then a mystery beer and like, or mystery, you know, three, three mystery beers. Um, and it just so happened that the mystery beer was the other beer I was actually going to decide between that variety pack oh, nice. or that. So I got the best of both worlds on it. And it was like 12 bucks for a 12 pack. Not bad. So what are you drinking? Hop Valley bubble stash. Oh, you said that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that boom, boom rum is uh, working pretty well over there. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's there. Well, I think uh, stash is ranked in the blood of Christ. Is that right? Did I see? Yeah. yeah. Um, G- Jesus, <laughs> Jesus and I have a meeting tonight. So um, I will be listening to Kanye West. Jesus walks right after this, just to make me feel more one with, uh, you know, Oh, I'm about you to see that across the Amen. I don't know why, but I don't know. I Is just that do what happens when you take, your, you know, <laughs> you t- give yourself a little stash date? Is that what it sounds like? when This is what it's like right now. <laughs> yeah, this is bachelor life right now. Uh, no, I'm taking a break a little bit from the beer, you know, like I mentioned earlier. So kind of, you know, taking it easy. Plus, I, I do have lunch dates that I drink beer on. So this is my way of like kind of, you know, making it feel okay 
at the end of the week. Hey, oh, so you me. said you have a uh, you you have a, a meeting with Jesus later. You good? Yeah. You want to talk yeah, about something? No, no you I'm okay. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I don't know I'm what that means. Sit, I'm just gonna sit here and cry and uh, listen to oh, you know <laughs> listen to Jesus walks, thinking that somehow I'm getting closer to God while drinking wine, uh, and it doesn't ever happen. So, right. what you got to so, do? I have. I've heard Beardo mention this beer in private. Um, and the beer I was going to have tonight, turns out it sucks. Or I won't go far to say it sucks. I do not prefer it. Um, so I got Mally Wally Double EA from Ultimate Beer Works in Livermore? Ultimate? Somewhere? Yeah. Somewhere in Bay Area. Livermore. Yep. East Bay. Yeah, East Bay. I think the furthest west you can be is still or furthest east you can be, and still be Bay Area, Bay Area I think. Um, and it, it's better than the key lime pie sour I was going to have. I know, because I can finish a whole 16-ounce can of it. So All I'm, I'm saying sure. is I will take any that you had left over. <laughs> well, if you find yourself in Modesto, let me know. For or free beer, through. I can find myself in Modesto every day. <laughs> Sweet. I'll be there tomorrow to beat him to it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Long as drive doesn't sound like it's going to be free beer if you got to drive. Hey, I, I do know Dodger. Don't get it. I know Dodger is like almost driven twelve hours straight from Phoenix to show up before. So I think he get here before Chitwood does. Fucking right. <laughs> uh, okay, so it is almost April, right? Next week, I think. Um, April traditionally. Last year aside means start of baseball season. So they're coming back. They're actually having fans in the stands this year. So this will be our yearly uh, MLB podcast. And how about you, Dodger? Why don't you lead it since you're the biggest baseball fan we got? Yeah. So I want to, um, first of all, baseball is the reason I'm on this podcast. And we all seem to be sports fans in general. So kind of like doing a show like this for every season if we can, especially, you know, football is a big one that we do mm-hmm. too. So uh, we did the same thing last year. Uh, basically what I want to know is do you see your team for me and Stash being the Dodgers and for you two uh, being the A's, do you see your team making the postseason? And I will let wild card count as postseason, the wild card plan. Um, and who do you have, uh, who do you have the matchup um, being for the World Series and who wins it and in how many games. We'll, we'll do that too. So, yeah. <laughs> so great. It's not like football, but I mean, football is Any sport is hard to do this, but baseball is like, we're going to be here like six months from now and the baseball season is still going to be going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's nuts. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to say the A's do make the playoffs. I'm not sure how. You think they win their division? Because they could. Um, it's possible. I still haven't gotten used to who all the new names are. So, but I have faith um, that they can win the division because I don't think Texas is all that good, and Anaheim is Anaheim. They haven't been good in a while. I don't think. So, I say they contend, but I, I I'm all fine deferring to Chitwood. I feel like he follows baseball more than I do. So I I mean. I like it, listen, it's the start of the new year. I'm a hopeless romantic when it comes to baseball. I see my team in the plus every single year. 
I see my team at the end of the season every single year. It just never uh, fucking happens. Um, so, that was gonna be what's love got to do with it? Everything in baseball, you know, especially this time of the year, is love is is high. And, you know, when we get to typically that wild card round, uh, you know, love is still high, but it's more of a, you know, unrequited. Um, so, so really you don't have them winning their division. No, I have us fucking shredding our division, but it's going to be close with, uh, you know, Otani and those angels, especially if Otani stays healthy. Um, That's what but, it's going to be between um, and angels. You know, I, and like I said, I always see my team at the end of the season because, you know, that's uh, what I feel a, a good sports fan is. Uh, I see, I see the A's going up against the Padres um, and that Padres team is fucking solid. Uh, I mean, they just have the pitching they got. It's I, I feel for you guys having to deal with them um, this upcoming year. But, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic when it comes to baseball, uh, especially with my A's. Um, I there's a couple couple people that are, you know, exciting me. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but it's like Kai. It's like K. K A apostrophe A I or some of the guys got some pop off the bat. Um, never heard of him until like a couple weeks ago. Um, and then wait for it. Fan. Return <laughs> of the Jedi this year. Jed comes in, has a, has a decent, decently stellar, you know, spring training, takes second base back, back from his stint with the Mets, even though I'm pretty sure he only put in like two, two or three games for like 18 mil. Um, and you know, becomes our veteran presence around the horn, um, that I think we've been missing. Um, so, um, I, I like, I like the A's this year, but I like the A's every year. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, I just want to touch on the whole Padres thing. One Tatis, their Jesus, second coming of Jesus, who hasn't even played 162 games yet. Um, he's injured again and he's going to be injured all year. So there's that. Um, their pitching staff, every single one of them is known to be injured all the time. So are they a very good team? Absolutely. Are they going to be playing at full capacity the entire season? No, I think they'll be, they'll play a third of their games with everyone playing. So uh, coming out of the division, I don't think the Dodgers have a problem with them. They're also not a playoff team. They, the Dodgers swept them in the, in the postseason last year. So I don't really think the Padres are there yet. Maybe next year we'll talk about that and it'll be a little bit different. Um, just my opinion and looking at like the analysis of them, of them. I mean, they have Clevenger, Snell, Machado, and well, not Machado so much for injury, but Tatis for injury. All those guys are injured like all, like every year of their careers. They've had, they've missed a substantial amount of time with injury. So, um, I just don't think that they're built to go deep yet. And, um, they're probably going to be in a wild card position, just speaking based off of past stats. So they're going to have to put the Dodgers in the second round and arrest a Dodgers team in five games is a hard team to play against, but that's just my opinion on that. Um, I have the Dodgers going to the world series again, and I have them winning again. Um, and that's strictly based off the fact that they're not an injury prone team and they're healthy and they've played together. They've played in the postseason deep in the postseason every year for the last five years now. Um, and out of the East, I don't really know. I mean, it's tough to tell. The Yankees are also a very good team, but they're also a very injured team. So 
and they haven't been, you know, seemed to, you know, get over the hump in the, in the postseason the last few years, but I'm going to say it's going to be uh, Dodgers Yankees. And I say the Dodgers went in six stash. What do you think? Unmute yourself first. Is he still on the phone? Yeah, no, I'm off. I'm off. No, I'm off. Um, I, I, I'm on the, in the same opinion of, of having a lot of injuries in the competitive field because, you know, you can't play with people who are hurt. But it'll, it, it, it'll be one of those games because we're coming out of this drought of, uh, you know, lack of good sports and people are getting vaccinated. And somehow all of this stuff plays into the, into the fact of baseball because it's like with baseball and luck and how things work out, you just don't do things that throw your luck off. It'll be a full six game um, all the way through with the Yankees. I hope that they, the, the Padres come up in a wild card game because it's a lot of fun to go down to uh, Petco and hang out and um, watch games because uh, it's actually one of, the, one of the best spots I like to watch a game out of. Um, so let's see how it all works out for them. I hope the A's come out of the AL West for, you know, uh, talkative sta- uh, sakes. Uh, for our rest of our season. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So who who do you, so wait, you said a full six games, the series is seven games. So do you have uh, six, uh, it'll, it'll six down or to, seven? Sorry. No, it'll go down to the sixth game and we'll win it on the sixth. Uh, it'll, it'll be all the way to, it, it'll be all the way to the end. I should say this, this is going to be one of those things uh, I gotcha. that we're going to watch it to the end and it's going to yeah. be great to the end, you know? Yeah. So I, I think yeah. we're going <laughs> to, Show it. Uh, I never actually gave my World Series prediction. I thought we we're gonna have more conversation around the playoffs. Oh yeah, true. When we got there, but since everyone else has said it, I'm going completely off the wall. Um, I'm not even sure how many teams have made the World Series four out of five years. How often that's actually historically happened. Um, so I, I'm gonna put more faith in those uh, Padres from San Diego. I'm going to say San Diego and Chicago White Sox in the World Series no one wants. And, oh, Chicago. I forgot um, about Chicago. And I'll say Chicago takes it in seven. Out of the Central? Yeah. Shit. I forgot mm. about Chicago. Damn, that would probably be mine mm. too. But but I'm going to say they did get cr- but I love, Chris, but I like Crush, that right? Yeah. Didn't we yeah. trade him Crush? I don't know. I, I, I mean, they're going to get a two six. I think we trade him a two sixty seven hitter. So, okay, yeah, <laughs> career two sixty seven. Yeah, Liam Hendricks as well. And we gave him. I think that's signed the, there. Yeah. yeah, you didn't give him. He signed there, but yeah, we let him walk. Scrubberoo, scrub. They're not going to spend money. Scrub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spend money. No, but I I want to talk about the AL West a little bit. Like, I think that – I think that Houston is is going to linger around a little bit this year. I think they're going to have a little bit of a better uh, regular season than they did last year. Last year they were so bad, and they still got in, and then they went to the AL finals, mm-hmm. um, ALCS, and um, – I, but I think it's going to come down to ultimately two California teams, the Angels and the A's. And I don't think the Angels have the uh, have the pitching to do it, and I don't see them making moves to do it at any time soon. I also think this is a season that um, 
Mike Trout comes out and says something in the media because he never, ever, ever does. And anytime he does, it means people have to listen. So I think he's going to come out and say something. And I think uh, the A's are also very, they're known to kind of waste people's careers. So I don't think there's going to be a move made, but I think this is going to be the year that a lot of frustration comes out because they have such a good offense, such a good offense. And their number one, um, their number one pitcher is also their number four or their, uh, their cleanup hitter. And he's not that good. So right. yeah, he throws hard and whatever, but that doesn't mean anything. The guy gets absolutely raked on. So um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think the A's are probably going to come out. Uh, the thing is, I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're missing Marcus Simeon who had a good last couple of years. I mean, he wasn't as explosive last year, but he had a really good year uh, in 2019. Um, so I think there's going to be parts that they're going to need to, think outside of the box to kind of make up some ground on what they've lost compared to what they gained. But um, I, think, I think the A's are going to, are not going to have to play a wild card. Now, see, I, I will say just to touch on Semyon for a second, you know, I think two years ago having Semyon, you know, be that MVP candidate that he was and having him be so explosive with the bat was awesome. And, but I think honestly, the thing that made me happy the most about Semyon was compared to the year before, I'm talking about three years ago now, he had just night and day different um, different play, uh, defensive play. He, it looked, he made very few errors, if, if ma- many, like m- maybe more than three or four throughout the entire season. Like the guy was on fire defensively and yeah. that just wasn't who he was. And I wouldn't necessarily credit the A success the year before um, to his bat necessarily. I mean, it obviously helped, but the fact that he was able to shore up um, his defensive skills, you know, especially when you had Chapman and Olsen going, um, you know, gold glove from both corners didn't hurt. So um, when it comes to, you know, Semyon's value, I actually, I no longer saw the value there necessarily with Semyon, especially with how much money they're wanting. And, you know, it just, it just wasn't logistically a thing for the A's uh, ever, I think, when it came to resigning him to a long-term deal or the shorter long-term deal, um, especially when we filled the void of his defensive play with Elvis Andrews and, you know, in my opinion, then getting Jed back. If Jed can be, if Jed and Elvis Andrews can stay consistent with their defense, be uh, someone that moved the line through and get us to Olsen, get it, you know, get us to through with Chapman and get us through, you know, maybe back to Piscotti in the, in the tail end of the lineup um, and Loriano. And Loriano. I, I think that's all that they really need to do as long as they can play yeah. good defense up the middle. So, um, I would say, you know, Semyon leaving could be a blessing in disguise in terms of, you know, hoping, you know, this guy is going to, you know, pan out to be what he was two years ago again and again and again. And to be honest, I, I, for Toronto, I mean, they're just sta- they're stacked. They're a young team with now a veteran presence, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I didn't think that they actually needed him. Um, and yeah. you know, I think that, I think the A's are just fine without them. So um, I, I think so too. Yeah. And, and um, but there's a, there's a, there's a dialect to that or a, uh, you know, a different, because look at, look at the angels. I mean, the only thing that they're, 
lacking is pitching. They're so good. They they had uh, Anderson Simmons, who was one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. I mean, the guy has an MLB career because of his fielding. I mean, that's big when you play shortstop. And they had David Fletcher up the middle too, and Mike Trout behind them, and Justin Upton, and all these great players too. But they just don't have the pitching. I think the A's actually have pitching that can keep them in games at the A's can't just score or angels can't just score runs to sand. You know what I mean? So I think that that, and uh, Elvis Andrews is good too. It's just, he's played in a place that has been absolutely horrible. No one ever watch it, watches him. He's a good player. So I think that's, that's, that's another little good add on that kind of yeah. helps. I mean, I don't really think it replaces Marcus Simeon, but it brings a different dynamic to it. That's what well, I, was I, I feel like dynamic. Andrews was always hitting a home run against the A's. I agree with that. Like kind of, but I would say as far as the A's are concerned, the one thing I'm truly keeping my eye on this year, and it's not actually on the field, is what happens with the movement of the stadium push. Um, the draft environmental impact report has been released. I think we're in the middle of that 45-day review period. So I feel like if throughout the course of the season, if they move closer to breaking ground and getting this thing going, that might – give them some push to actually start paying some people or making a yeah. deadline trade. So that's the thing I'm looking forward to is seeing how that pans out. And I think in the next year or so, the TV deals up for negotiation too. So there's a chance that Oakland A's might finally have a huge influx of cash and that it'd be interesting so. to see what the, 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 the team does with we're, extra funds. We're, what's the, um, what's the move looking like? Uh, Cause <laughs> Stadium looks like shit from the outside, but on the inside, it's. I mean, they. Last time I went, it was like a stadium. So inside, at least. So what's the move? Like, I, I think that I think that their move to this new stadium. When is that going to be? Twenty twenty four, probably that they have that. Yeah, because they probably break down next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah so about twenty. Yeah, twenty 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 four. I think that brings a whole new look. To the to okay. the uh, to the A's. So I, I mean, I mean imagine so it this way, them. Stash, is that you know they're basically going to carbon copy um, the feel that you have with the Giants right across the bay, just mirror it and mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. it more Oakland. Um, okay. And it's going to you know both stadiums are basically, I would say, if you're in the nosebleeds at one, you can see the other across the bay. So you know it's going to create this kind of vibe where it's like. I feel it'll not only <laughs> honestly reaffirm that Bay Bridge kind of like, you know, enter, um, you know, league kind of feel um, with that rivalry, even though it's, you know, it's there, it isn't, even though it's a two game series, you know, once a, once a, a year, but I think it's going to create a culture of, you know, um, of a place where people want to be um, as long yeah. as, you know, even with putting out all this money, as long as the A's are, able to you know at least put out the same amount of money they are now um it's it's gonna create i think a better culture rather than you know having to play in you know the the coliseum well i i I chuckled because both i think actually the majority of mlb stadiums are oriented like northeast or east in some direction um so you're definitely not seeing san francisco from oakland but you're definitely seeing oakland from san francisco um but imagine stash if you will moving from like qualcomm stadium to sofi probably gonna be a lot like that okay 
Because, you know, it, it is actually, that's a really good comparison because SoFi is this yeah. high tech, like mm-hmm. probably arguably the best stadium now on the planet for now yeah (laughs) yeah right we're talking about i love carson i love that stadium in carson that the chargers been playing oh it was great to see a football game stash and i know oh god it's the best dude come on when they're like um when when they're on goal line it was the absolutely best fucking spot you could ever see them because you can actually see the plays from goal line it was so fucking cool dude and you can hear them yelling and spitting and yelling at each other it was absolutely amazing that's that's one of the but, best uh, spots you could ever get. But it just like you say, like the Chargers going from Qualcomm. Qualcomm was a dump, kind of a joke. Like it was, people did yeah. not want to go to games because they didn't want to go to Qualcomm. But if you look at the A's right now, that stadium Same is. Like, was it? And was it? The, was it the stadium? Is, that was it the stadium though in San no, Diego, or was it the thing. fans? No, no. Same thing. The lack of, but what I'm saying is (laughs) it's like you're, you're, you have this stadium that's like, it's old and you know that stadium and fucking three fourths of the seats you can't even sit in because they're blocked off. And you know what I mean? It's a weird, those three quarters of those seats you don't want to sit in those three quarters of the seats were never meant to be there. No, 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 they weren't. What I'm saying is it's, it, it brings a whole new, like, you, th- you, know, you think of this new stadium, you think of this new regenerated like organization. Like I look at the chargers now in football and I'm like, that's a way fucking better off team. Like, yeah, they had their years with LT and you know what I mean? Whatever, you know, um, yeah, Antonio yeah. Gates, you know, back in the day, whatever. And um, oh, wait, you look at yeah. this, this, this team coming back or coming up for the A's being kind of vanilla right now. You know what I mean? People don't really stay up to watch them. On, uh, you know what I mean? Got a couple. Got a couple gold glovers. You know, a, a pretty no damn good pitching rotation. <laughs> but no one's watching. That's it's like point. the Chicago White Sox of a couple years ago. You know, people stay up to to listen to you know the 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 once in a blue moon you know uh, badass play uh, by some defensive uh, player, and then you got the fucking badass announcer that is Hawk. Or was Hawk for Chicago? Yeah. If you if you I, never listened to Hawk from Chicago White Sox, go listen to some shit. That guy's fucking uh, got. The, the, I, I think to Dodgers' point, the only way anyone seems the A's is if they're watching Sunday Night Baseball or whatever day of the week they <laughs> watching do. their team play yeah. against the A's. Yeah, that's the only time. Yeah. No one's ever gonna go out of their way to watch an A's game. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think, I think yeah. that it regenerates that organization it puts you know what i mean it puts a fire under their ass and now have a chip on their shoulder that's a team people want to go see that stadium now that's a badass stadium at least the mock-ups it's different it's cool you know what i mean well, but now you move from this place that you're afraid to fucking walk up because you might yeah. get robbed on the way into your into the fucking game i've never felt and like that sure it, it looks been depressing there a million times but yeah, it looks it's depressing. depressing. It's, it looks depressing. You got you. Stash, have you ever been? Yeah. I've I've been there like five with an A's game. With an A's game. At an A's game. And you're telling time. me everybody's not happy to be there and everybody's not no, no great. No. Yes, yes. The people okay. that have the vibe is before. the vibe listen, is but listen there's... out of out of the five, there's only one time I had a bad day. But out of the five, it's everybody was happy to be there. You had some of the most smartest staff up from Stanford that was working, you know, um, in, in the in the back half of the field and whatnot, you know, in the office, excuse me. So you got, you guys have potential. Like you guys have Stanford down the street that you're pulling from to work there, right? So you have smart people 
I'll put it but to you this way. So Nobody's going to go. You're never going to. It's so depressing. A, you're never going to have. And this is what I love, you know, fucking with Giants fans. And you both can probably depressing. agree with me here. I love fucking with Giants fans. And that was not depressing. I don't even agree with here, that. Because here, here's, a, here's a deal. They're top five. The oh, A's fans will always take precedent over Giants fans because you will never see an A's fan on their fucking computer at a baseball game. You go to the fucking Giants Coliseum, you will see fucking five people within the first vicinity around you uh, on their fucking computers because that they're being paid to go to these games. The only reason they sell out still to this day is because they're only getting furnished those seats are only getting purchased because the tech companies are buying them at the beginning of the year calling it a write-off as a work expense and then yeah, sending their employees yeah. after it's a good place to be and people are spending money sure, together. but do you call those yeah. them fans or but just but I, because know, they're going for free but i think stash's, i think to stash's point the thing is when you leave any of those stadiums at petco uh whatever the hell they call that place in san francisco uh, pnc park or, uh yeah or anywhere, anywhere, or, or I was RSA Bush Stadium because I've been to a game there. You're leaving the stadium. Beautiful. You're leaving the stadium to go out into the neighborhood to do mm-hmm. other fun things. You leave mm-hmm. the Coliseum. You're getting on Bart. No matter what, you're going the fuck home. Because yeah, there's yeah. even in fucking places like Phoenix, like their stadium is old, outdated, not that nice. But the thing about the laptops, I mean, come on, like people in Oakland aren't going to go with their laptops because you're going to have some guy on the other side of the stadium that you can No, the guys are not, people are not going to go on their laptops because they're there to watch the game. Yes, they don't want their shit stolen and they're not going to leave it in the fucking car because it's going to get stolen, (laughs) but but they're not going to bring it in the first place. That's not what you go to. That's not what people go through those gates for. They're going to agree that it's going to be a new dynamic when they get a new stadium. You think it's going to be good? I think think the lower end tech companies are going to do the same shit. And that's the one reason why I would not bothers, like the that the legitimately new bothers you yes i so if, if if i do not want to have a fucking person next to me there because their company sent them to go with their fucking family i want them to shit about that person I'm watching a baseball game. i give two fucks if they're gonna go because they're gonna be on their fucking computer they're gonna be talking on the phone talking about business I'm sorry. I'm there to watch a fucking baseball game. Don't go to the fucking no, park if you're going to be on the fucking park. Watch it and don't pay attention to it. From experience, I say you go to baseball games, Shitwood, to talk about teaching. That's all I've observed you doing. That's how I'm on work, Shitwood. Yeah. yeah, how'd that feel? No, no. The, the, we'll rephrase that stage. I go to baseball games to talk shit about teaching while watching a fucking baseball game. So that's the re- that's the realness right there. Are you are you holding? And if you can't if you can't if you can't talk shit about your job while watching a fucking baseball game, are you even an American? There's a there's come on. There's like a there's a limit to that though, and I think you you probably approach that bright yellow line in the sand for everybody. But you know, I, I have to ask. I have I have to ask uh, um, uh, Dodgers this is that. What stadiums, what's so great about some of the stadiums that we mentioned is that they're ingrained into the neighborhood, right? You go to Chicago, you go to Petco, right? There's, there's places where it's ingrained. Why is that not more, you know, um, 
available now. Like we're in 2021. We're tearing down shit. America, that's what we do. We don't, we don't we're not like Europe and other places where we kind of like uh, you kind of leave it as is. Right. We're like, tear that shit down. Let's build it somewhere else. Why can't we do that more and make it more well, ingrained into pe- the people are going to expand where they see an opportunity for business, right? Like even yeah. I say Chase Field in Phoenix, it's an interesting stadium. It's not nice. It, it, if they close a roof because it's raining, you'll never have a rain out because they got a fucking roof, but it's going to leak on you. You know what I mean? Like that's all I'm saying. But you literally, you walk out the gates and from where I am to the house across the street, there's a bar. There's five bars mm-hmm. right there on all sides of the fucking stadium. It's a great setup. Oakland doesn't have that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, maybe it's not exactly set up to for that to be available. But also it's because they don't see that stadium. There's no reason for a business to go, well, let's make another, um, you know what I mean? Let's open another, another, another one of our bars, whatever, devil's advocate, let's call it, right across the street from, from what's it called? Well, I mean, they, they, don't, they don't, they don't, they're in a spot where, you know, where it's currently situated, that's been the the mecca hub for three main, uh, really main sports franchises. Whether you know you want to consider, yeah. I mean, the Raiders, the Warriors, and the A's are very long-standing teams in every single one of those leagues, and yeah. they found that to just be a mecca of barren land to to have a fantastic you know, or less than fantastic you know uh, place to put it. Where they're going to put it is going to provide that feel. But yeah. the thing that has been the biggest stickler, that's yeah. the stickler for Oakland is you have San Francisco and you have everything else, just that it's California prices. It's hard to justify putting something like this and then, you know, building up the area. Cause what that's going to do is going to gentrify the area and it's going to push out all these people that have, you know, Oakland's, you know, Oakland, but it's going to push out a lot of people that if they start gentrifying these areas around these stadiums to make them nicer, it's going to push them out and, and force them out of the, where they're at right now. Sure. But in this case, it's being built into a mostly industrial area. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm saying is you can't put Um, that, you can't drop it in the middle of Emeryville and call it. No, no, but to to, to address Stash's point, I think that's, what helped baseball become more successful since the nineties is they all started doing that. They all started moving out mm-hmm. of the suburbs back into the downtown cores of cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's what I love about, like I've been to a game in Cleveland. I'm not as well traveled as most people, but you know, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, uh, St. Louis, uh, San Diego, you can just leave the game and you don't even have to drive off somewhere. Like there's the parking is actually limited. It's just, you just go about the business. You spill out to the bar, the mm-hmm. restaurant, whatever's mm-hmm. closest mm-hmm. nearby. Um, and that's what's going to help Oakland because the Jack London Square is going to be where the stadium is going to be built, and there's going to have those opportunities. Yeah, I think it's like you, you think about all those successful stadiums. Everything that's being built now is just like that, right? It's going places where it's not out in the open, right? All of the unsuccessful, and there, you know what I mean. And there's a one-off that's not like that. You look across all sports, and the, a lot of the unsuccessful teams that are like in that rut for like. 10, 15 years are in a shitty building. And I hate to say it, that it has that much to do with it, but like, it's true. Look at the Ottawa senators in the NHL. They're called the Ottawa Senators. They play in Canada. It's 45 minutes away from Ottawa in the middle of a fucking field. Literally look at the A's. The A's are a team that I, in my opinion, could be a fucking marketable team. Cause you got, cause I've seen fucking Raiders fans and those people are crazy. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? You have a fan base that can be extremely strong, but then you look at these teams that like don't have strong fan bases. I'm going to bring up Arizona again in all sports besides the Cardinals. They have a good fan base there. What they did when they built the Cardinals stadium, they put it right next to where the coyotes play and everything it was developing. So now they have Westgate and it's beautiful down there and there's bars and mm. everyone's now building yeah. into things now, right? Cause they're seeing that that's what you have to do. And right. I think that a lot of those teams that struggle, you know, and don't really have that type of, cause every, every great stadium's got that thing, right? PNC is beautiful. There's bars right next to it. You got that fucking bridge. You got the Allegheny right mm. behind it. It's gorgeous, right? Uh, you my look at, um, yep. Oh my God. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. You look at uh, Oracle, Oracle park. It's on the Bay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got, you got the, uh, um, what, what's that thing called? What's the, uh, the Bay called right there on the McCovey Cove or whatever. McCovey Cove. You got McCovey Cove right there. And that's a huge attraction. You got bars outside of that great scene, right? Awesome. Fun time. Dodger stadium. You got this beautiful view of downtown LA, like, like, like uh, you got this beautiful, beautiful view of downtown LA and then you leave the stadium and there's bars fucking galore and you're right by downtown LA. You know what I mean? All of these stadiums are beautiful in their own way. And now it's awesome. If you ask me that Oakland's going to have that opportunity and it's going to bring those fucking rabbit ass fans right in there. Right. And I, and I want those. And I want the guys that now can't go to Raiders games to have their shoulder pads with the spikes. I want them to spray paint them green and yellow and go fucking go to, go to A's games and be all crazy over there and start yeah. people that have, see, that's, that have that, computers. And that, see, we just, next time we can actually, you know, feel, get tickets to go to an actual game. Maybe that's this year. Maybe that's next year. We need to get you out in right field and we'll put you in the bleachers and you'll see that experience because it exists in, in, in Oakland. Uh, and before we I've leave, been, I've been there. Yeah, and, and you're saying I, you haven't I, seen that before? Not to what I think it could be. No, you were, yeah, wrong, I don't know if I've game. ever been to, I, uh, to, to. I don't think I've ever been there on like a Saturday or like Friday night or Saturday night game where like it was very packed. Like I've been to like midweek, like midday game. I'll say, I'll or say, yeah. if you are able to make it when the A's are actually when the A's are, you know, it's September. When they're good, A's got a chance yeah. to get that wild card spot like we do, oh, and sure. to you know. Yeah, it, it's a it's a packed house with exactly that same energy. But I will say this: as excited as I would be for a stadium, I've grown up with the A's with a shitty stadium and cheap ass ticket prices my entire life. And I mm-hmm. love the fact that you know up until this year, I'm going to say that specifically, it's been an affordable you know outing to go to an A's game whenever I necessarily feel like it. Even growing up poor, my dad made a, found ways to get us to a baseball game, um, and the A's made that possible. And I looked at all my friends going to Giants games, and it was just like, man, you spent how much money going to a fucking like nerd. game? Um, yeah. Basically, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a it's – a, what do you call it? A It's not a sour taste, but it's a bittersweet kind of thought – to think that you know, if we move, it's going to be a different experience. This last, the not this last year, but the year before, I went to almost fifty games. Had you know, probably only spent maybe fifteen hundred bucks for fifty games and drank all I want, ate all I wanted, parked for free. You know, finessed that system because the A's That's were the awesome. A's and got yeah. to go to fucking almost two thirds of the games at home so i mean you you can't get that anywhere else and 
it's going to be unfortunate to see it go away. But you know, I good think things the first, don't last. You know, through. the first years until the first maybe two years up until um, kind of it's died down a little bit. Now people are used to okay, this is the A's new identity. I think it's going to be tough to get games and be in there like cheap. You know what I mean? Even at Dodger Stadium, dude, I can go and stash probably knows. I can I can get a uh, a ticket in the bleachers with free the way up uh, beverages. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, yeah, you can get a fucking front row ticket, dude. Like I can get one for twenty five bucks, bro. Same day yeah. of the game, like it's there. And 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 Dodgers tickets are known to be the most expensive in the mm-hmm. MLB, and you can get twenty five buck tickets with free with uh, unlimited eating a drink yeah eat hot yeah. dog whatever yeah you can get yeah. all that and even you can even show up on one of those days and still buy the cheapest ticket and go hey no one's bucks. there let me sit there and no one's there yeah. too so yeah. you know and no one's gonna say nothing to you because the seats are being filled and the camera angles got it so what the fuck are they gonna tell you you know go back to your seat I mean, i'll oh, just no. put it to you this way i bought season tickets for this year or i had the access pass or whatever like the way the a's operate I canceled that shit when I knew the season wasn't going to happen six months ago. And I hope they're not listening because I still have all the perks that they said that they would give us, even though I got all of my money back. That's just how the A's roll. They don't take the time to go and make sure your shit's canceled. I'm wondering if the season tickets they sent me, the hard copies, will actually work if I go and test it. You got to try at least once. Um, I got to. I'm telling you, I use the same parking pass for 25 games in a row before they found that it didn't work. Huh. Yeah. I've yeah. got <laughs> fucking literally $1,000 worth of parking hey, uh, or some shit like that. It's like have stupid. You ticket prices for A's games yet this year? It's, I, I looked into I, the flex, but I didn't look into yeah, it. I haven't, I haven't looked in it because, to be honest, I'm not sure if I actually feel comfortable going to a game this year. But um, Don't you, you know. hang out at bars and shit? I, I go to fucking dying breed outside. That's it. Well, baseball stadiums outside. I was gonna say I'm gonna go to yeah, especially with no people. one there. Eh. Groups of four though. I'm saying is I don't know how how I'm gonna feel about it. We'll see when I start getting the itch. I'll probably go, but at I this point, I pod. I just I just don't see it. Uh, you know, being a thing that I'm gonna spend a lot of money on this year. Yeah. So, so like, I think there's an equation there that makes that want people to be part of their team. Is that one, like you have to have a, a, a sense of location, right? And then two, you have to fucking win games and, or start winning some playoffs, right. To make people excited about it and, and not them say, Hey, don't be a bandwagoner. But at the same token, how do you get people attracted to your team? Without winning fucking playoffs or white winning games, right? Like this bandwagon idea, it doesn't it, it just it doesn't exist. Get people involved by winning fucking games and playoffs is part of that because a lot of people watch playoffs. Well, I disagree you know? that They're, the bandwagon thing doesn't exist. Bandwagon most definitely does exist in all sports. It ex- <laughs> it exists no it exists to a certain extent. But if you want people to be You're involved telling me there is a team, vast amount of Buccaneers fans for no, like uh, months I, ago? I, again, there's, there's, okay. If there's going to be half and we'll just split it in half. You got, you got true bandwagoners who are like, Oh my God, they're popular. Let me jump on them. And then you got the other ones that are like, Hey, you know, I'm, I never really rooted for a team before. They seem super cool. The fans, I, I went to a game accidentally or somehow, and they just showed up and they were there hanging out at a bar and the fans were super cool. 
and they're now part of the process. That's how you gain fans. Tell me any other way. How the fuck do you gain fans then? How? Tell me another way. Tradition, oral fans. tradition, being passed down from family heritage. And winning fucking games. Yeah, but and you winning gotta go playoffs. Yeah. Dude, my shit hasn't won shit. My, my teams and have not won playoffs. dick. In my lifetime, and I still fucking stand by him. And you're, and you're, and you know, they will die yeah, you out. You got to bring in new years. fans. That's that's what you got to bring in new fans. How do you bring in fans? You got a new badass. You, you should ask fans. golf. See, see, and you're, get a new stadium. <laughs> you're still advocating for the bandwagon effect, Stash. I mean, I, I, I no, I okay. So I am, I am again. So I get like I said. You have those bandwagoners that are jumping on because, hey, it's cool. It's on TikTok. They're jumping on it. But then you have the other part of it where it's the soft bandwagoners, I guess you would call it, where it's like, oh, hey, I was, I was, yeah, you're like, you happen to go to a garage party or a backyard or a fucking, you know, tailgating or your, you know, whatever viewing party. And you're like, hey, these, these people are fucking cool. I've never really been involved. This is how I became a fan. That's that's how you gain fans. If there's no, if, I mean, explain to me any other way how to do that. Then I think you, you got to set the criteria of what you describe as a fan, and what do you <laughs> describe is a you know, a leisurely. Oh, I they, watch they, football oh, with this. Ex are they buying shirt your jersey? Are they buying your fucking merchandise? Are they at least paying attention somewhat moderately? Are they playing in fantasy footballs and picking up, up your there. teams? Bro, there's fucking people that just buy we, jerseys we on the on the on the regular just because it's a sick jersey. Yeah, but how do you gain? And fans they do all those then? things. Okay, so then okay, so with all the naysaying, how do you gain more fans then? Without got, everything I just said. Okay, you got little stash. Is without, when, without st everything. when little stash starts taking a large interest in sports or this interest, how are you going to? What what is your next step? Are you going to take a little stash to kids to have kids? I will um, okay, you know, to Dodger I, Stadium. Are you going to take them? So, Dodgers, or are you going to take so, them to Petco because it's a better so, place to watch? So you game. know what? You know what? No, unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> that, that's what Stats said earlier today. Un unfortunately, no, for you, unfortunately, unfortunately for you, I will take my son uh, to a game where the Dodgers are winning playoffs. And he'll be like, oh, my God, the Dodgers are so great. I'm glad I'm part of this, you know, this this team and my dad. So are you in a it. sense? So, so you're ta you'll take him to the you won't take him to the dog days of summer, but you'll take him to, you know, the you know, the hot August nights where, you know, everything's hunky to hunky glory. And no. you're going to you're going to take him when the bandwagoner fans jump on. You're no. gonna take you. You just said, Stash. You just said you're gonna take him there because they're winning. Because that's gonna get him interested. I get it. No, I get it. Trust me. But I'll tell you, I am a lifelong A's fan. My dad took me and in your voice. I've literally until I started going as an adult, I did not see the A's win a game when I went in person more than one 20? at one maybe once until I was like 22. Yeah. And I That's went throughout fine. my life that That's I'm fine. still an A's fan, but Mateo, you're saying you have to take Mateo to a game because they're winning as the no. He will. They they will be winning every time. Every time I take him because is that cockiness in the team or you, <laughs> yeah. is that you? It's just that's what's gonna happen. So are you gonna take him but, to to a Dodgers Angel uh, uh, Dodgers Yankees game? 
Uh, Padres, you're going to take him Yankees, to a Dodgers, a, a Dodgers Milwaukee <laughs> game, or a Dodgers Cincinnati, no, I, or Dodgers Miami. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is that's the that's what the Marlins, that's what that's what Uppy's that's what Uppy's saying is it's still kind of buying into that bandwagon effect. Everything you argue for. Like you keep asking the question, but your only answer to it was buying into the bandwagon concept, and and, and unfortunately, sometimes you're not wrong. It, it does take winning in some cases, but there are f- teams and fan bases that exist where they suck for a long time. And take it from me, a Browns fan, like where the people just love them so much. Anyways, like think about all those people who stood by the Cubs for a hundred years, the Red Sox, like. You know, sometimes uh, a bee's team it has to sustain. It was called the factory of sadness, and people yeah. still like them. Yes, like that, that's like that's yes. not bandwagon. But again, you. But again, how do you? That create, is a true how do you fan. Create a new fan base. Go talk to the people in Cleveland without what without classifying them with a fan without classing them. Go in that t- category. Go talk to the people in Cleveland now. Go talk to the people in Buffalo two years ago. Like those you're are the still, those. My those are the, is you're, you're still going to call them bandwagoners, no matter what happens. I'm going to call no a matter- Buffalo Bills fan that I meet tomorrow a bandwagoner because they they're and if they can't tell me who was a starting running back three years ago for the Buffalo Bills, LaShawn McCoy. I'm sorry, you you you're you're. You, you're the bandwagoner. I'm sorry. Everybody, everybody starts it's, somewhere. It's like the fucking no. It's like the, the it's like the people that wear band t-shirts and can't even name three fucking songs from the band that they're wearing. <laughs> that's the same different. fucking shit. That, in my opinion, no, that's the same shit. Name more than three people on a fucking football team. I'll I won't call you a bandwagoner. Yeah. Okay. But but so now now we're like getting into the weeds of it because if if someone hears a song and they go. That fucking song was great, and Sublime was awesome for singing the Rivers Santeria. of Babylon. And they think no, they they're going to say Santeria, think, whatever, right? And they start wearing Sublime just because they heard this, they heard the song, and they wear it because that man is so cool. You have to give them the opportunity and meet the other fans and saying, "Hey, look, I saw you like that song, and you're big. Listen to all these other ones as well, right?" Without making them feel stupid and going, "Hey, bandwagoner." What the fuck, you know? So, you know, I just, I, I just, you have to win playoffs. You have to somehow attract them into your stadium, you know, if you're local enough, and stop calling them bandwagoners and let them come in and buy up stuff and be part of the process and well, buy the fucking uh, cable packages. <laughs> they're they're going to be bandwagoners until they stick around long enough when the team sucks again. I mean, so 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 that's another good question. When do you not become a bandwagoner? How long you still stand by the team suck? when they suck? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I, mean, I, I have no else. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. I mean, yeah, I might yeah. start. I yeah. mean, look, uh, my A's fandom. Let's put that up there. I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. There's no reason for me to be an A's fan, but hey. In the late 80s, I loved the color green, and the Bash Brothers were the coolest thing in the world. So, have we seen the SNL Bash Brothers? 
Have you guys uh, checked I have that not, out? But I would not do it sober, but if you do it well enough, not sober, it, it is actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to make a note of it and not forget. Um, so it was easy to love them because they were going to the World Series every year. They're awesome. Yeah. But when I still love the team, by the time we got to like 1995, I'm definitely a fan at that point. I mean, but yeah, the whole bandwagon concept is probably what sucked me in, but. I stood by yeah. it because yeah. that's what you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think this is also a, a great uh, topic for our our friends um, in the north in the northeast or north whatever you want to call them um, uh, to to talk about as well. You know, I ask them what what makes a bandwagoner or not. You know, because uh, down in Pennsylvania, I, I bet they have a good sense of tradition on what isn't what is or what isn't uh, in the sense of fandom you know and I, I'd, I'd love to hear um idiot feels uh, opinion on it as well yeah. sounds good what well, I, I think that's probably a good place to leave it tonight guys uh we did lose dodger he he said uh his airpods died plus uh, as he did mention before his time was limited because he's in the middle of some uh internet technology tournament thing that i don't understand because <laughs> i'm old uh, <laughs> um but no great discussion can't believe baseball is back again already and um thank you chitwood and uh stash for jumping on tonight thank you for the audience for all 20 of you for listening and until next week we wish you a good afternoon a good evening and good night Bouncing off the walls again. Whoa, I'm looking like a fool again. Whoa, through am a reputation. One more song for the radio station. I'm bouncing off the walls again. Whoa, and